0: Echo 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 Echo
1: Echo Echo
0: Echo 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 this is getting ridiculous. Last week, a fan tried to poison me. You want to guess what's happening this week, Josh? Oh, boy. Can't wait for this one. Let's this hear week, it. This week, my freaking dog is in a cone. My freaking dog is in a cone because of the fans. He's mm-hmm. wearing, like... And the
1: fans made you sleep in, too.
0: Made me sleep in. This is a morning episode.
1: Mm-hmm. But yes, they did. The fans made you late.
0: Yes, they did.
1: Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: Listen, if my students can use excuses like, oh, traffic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my little sibling ate my homework. Mm-hmm. And listen, you know, I've got some some dumb siblings. So, you know, I, I believe that one most of the time. But, um, yeah, it was all the fans' fault. Gotcha. Gotcha. Morning episode.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: Listen. Commander Cody and
1: his Lost Planet Airmen were an American rock band founded in 1967. The group's leader and co-founder was pianist and vocalist George Frank alias Commander Cody.
0: Okay. News to me. I had no idea. I thought Commander Cody was just a traitor. And kind of the blueprint of what you do when you want to burn a friend. You shoot him off a cliff. You don't want to be friends with anybody anymore. You shoot him off a cliff. That's all you I've do. Had, I've had the inclination. <laughs> that's why I never hang on cliffs. You notice that? Have you ever seen the two of us at a, on, near a cliff? You're Certainly on the edge. Because that's where my life tends to be. But never <laughs> on a cliff. Never on a cliff. All kinds of other
1: edges, but not eclipse edge.
0: So, um, Josh, how are you this week? Yeah, well, I'm here. Well, this is um, remember the last morning episode? Because um, I mean, it's barely a morning episode
1: anymore. It's so freaking late.
0: I just feel bad for you that this is late. Um. Now, with that being the case, you know I got my sweet, sweet calf. I don't know if you have your sweet, sweet calf. I already uh,
1: had it this morning. Back within this morning.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're gonna be doing that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, normally we're we've been doing like late late night um, po boys after dark records, um, but this is this is one of those uh, significantly earlier episodes. That's um, why you're hearing a, a a difference in our voices. One of somebody that just woke up and was like, oh, no, we have to we have to we have to record in the other one um, with the energy of chop, chop, <laughs> emphasized <laughs> chop, chop. I got place to be. I got things to, to re- do. We had to record chop, chop. Had so, Josh, what what did you do this week in Star Wars? Buddy, what did I do this week in Star Wars? What?
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I tell my Goodreads account when I review a Star Wars book. Yeah, right. I'm going to tell you anything about what I think about this Star Wars book without you having to listen to my awful Star Wars podcast. But I finished the High Republic book that we talked about last week. And my opinion could not have changed more from what it was a week ago. Really? Well, it could have changed more, but it changed a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did finish. I finished Convergence. I am not going to read any of those other High Republic books, the young adult one, or the or the audio, audio but... dramatization. I looked at it on Wikipedia and looked at the cast and characters to see who, if any, of my buddies from Convergence was going to tie over, and it appeared that
0: no one did. It was... Oh, it was two. So I... No, it was it was they're not um, major characters though. That is true. Yeah. They do they're talk nobody. about them a lot. And um they, they have Yeah, well not Name Walking. They have uh cameos. A few of them have cameos. Mm. But no, Speaking it's um, of cameos. Yeah, go
1: ahead. I also last night read volume five of Greg Pack's Darth Vader series for Marvel following you know the events between Empire and return of the Jedi boy oh boy some huge cameos in that story
0: hmm. huge
1: all right Bigger all right so the season two finale of Mandalorian
0: huge all right so let let me take some guesses okay, okay. um how many how do my, how many do I get like three five sure. three. 20. Alright, um, so starting no, off yeah, with 20. number 20. Twenty. Starting off with number 20. Okay. Um, Snoke is there. No. Uh, number 19, Lando. No. Number 18, um, Saw Gerrera. No. Ooh, I, thought, I really thought I had you with that one. Uh-huh. Now, is this a original trilogy cameo? I'm not going to tell you. I told you All the right, time period. Do what you will with it. Um, Padme. No. Clo- clone Padme. No. Star Killer. No. Boba Fett. No. Clone Jango Fett, aka any any clone. No. All right, I'm done.
1: You got eleven more guesses, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> You've been counting. You're on uh, eight. Luke... You actually
1: have twelve more. All right, Luke. You think that's a cameo? Sure.
0: Yes. 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 Right. Uh huh.
1: You think? Uh, You think I was reading a book set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and Luke Skywalker was in it, and I thought, wow, I gotta talk about this.
0: Well, yes. All right. Hmm. uh, Ray's parents. Well, the dad. The mom's is on some like random planets. Hmm, Halfway there, big guy. Lando's mom. No. Alright, we'll never know. Let's see. Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO. This is podcasting. Let's see. That Let- could be a hint. That could be a hint. Oscar, I I mean, Poe Dameron?
1: No. Oh.
0: Hmm. Leia? Hmm. What are you even doing? Uh, what about Aldo? Three more. Three more. Hmm, 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 hmm. Let's see, Mace Windu. That'd be wild. No. Yeah, I know Yoda. And last guess. Hmm. Can Can you give me at least one hint? One hint. I already did. I was not paying attention. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. This is podcasting. Code parents. No. All right. Oh,
1: gosh. Uh, so, I mean, I guess if you are planning on reading that that volume or you haven't read issues, what, 20 through, 22 through 27 or 28 of that book, just like minute 30. Fast forward to minute 30, we'll call it. So, anyway, Darth Vader ends up on this planet full of refugees from Tatooine that were freed by Padme's handmaidens after her death. And one of them is a grown-up Kitster.
0: Oh, the... His little friend.
1: His little friend from Phantom Menace.
0: Oh, my God. And the other little Rodian,
1: Wald, and Darth Vader, (laughs) meaning Kitster. And Kitster has made a pod racer. And he's like, I can't fly it, but I made it in my spare time over the years. And Darth Vader ends up driving
0: no <laughs> 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 oh, into
1: man. a machine that like makes sand oh it's crazy it's crazy I'm describing it, it sounds so dumb but it was really well done Greg Pak did really? a very okay. good job with it like it it sounds so contrived but it, it was executed very organically but yeah so, Darth so Vader there... and grown up Kidster man
0: oof so there is One this um, there, there's the show I don't called abbott elementary
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like the new office parks and rec and it's sets in like west uh, west <clears throat> philadelphia um inner city elementary school where these bad, bad at- improv people come and they're like first give me a t- an animal now give me a a conflict to resolve in the, the situation and what you just described sounds like Bad improv of them just selecting like, all right, give me a place for Vader to be in, refugee world. Give me a, <laughs> give me something him to do. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on a pod racer. All right, and then who's there? You know, you know who we haven't brought back yet. His friends.
1: Yeah. Again, it it sounds preposterous. It was it was well done. It was as well done as that could have been um i think like greg pack's whole run on darth vader is not like one of my favorite stars books i've read it all so far i do enjoy it it's not like necessarily the top of what i'd recommend to somebody who hasn't read a stars book yet but he does do a really cool job of intertwining everything like there's a whole arc post empire that ties pretty heavily into like rise of skywalker that was pretty cool pretty well done so yeah it's a it's an interesting book and if you're into that whole like connectivity between all the eras of Star Wars. There's definitely some stuff to read there. But between my opinion changing on a High Republic book and then reading that old Dark Vader book and then this week's episode of Bad Batch, I am enjoying Star Wars more than I have in a minute.
0: Well, I... I, um, I actually just can't stop myself. So I... Go on it, huh? I bought... Well, there's no I don't think there's any more High Republic things for me to purchase. There there's some other book set like in that era mm-hmm. um of not era, set in the like jeddah it's like a young adult one, which I'm never I'm not, not gonna purchase. But I I yeah, bought right. the Battle of Jeddah audiobook mm-hmm. and boy did um the interesting, the choice and voice cast really kind of. Yeah, it, you mentioned this last week, so my mm-hmm. assumption was that they were
1: characters that you knew it all. I mean, I guess you read an extra book than I did, so maybe you were more familiar with those characters from the other book. Didn't look like there was anyone in Convergence from Convergence that could be cast in such a way that I would be like, "What the
0: heck?" Yeah. Well, those
1: I. Kind of um, in that book.
0: There's there's just a couple characters who's. Ages that were chosen for the voice cast was not what I had lined up, but again, it's also like you're reading something like I at one point there's a a female Nicto Jedi in Convergence, right. right? And I had I had no idea, um, and so I'm like, oh, that's like when you think of a Nikto, you think of um the the Pirate King, um from Clone Wars and Hondo. Rebels, Hondo, right? There's two and, types, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure I mean, there on. are. I mean, come on, Pete.
0: And granted a Nikto Jedi, you know, have a different education. They wouldn't be a pirate. So they would have a different cadence in their voice. When there already
1: was a Nikto Jedi. Master Die.
0: Yeah. Who, you know, unfortunate name for him. He was yeah. he was um he was never going to make it but even even that even that guy's voice is different than the voice actor that they chose granted i just don't know how much time and effort go into those kind of things um for the whatever percentage of people that purchased the audiobook i i enjoyed it and i would say that the it was a situation these last three books so convergence and path of deceit which was the book that took me like five weeks to read they really take a while and then when they pick up do they pick up they pick up pretty yeah quickly i mean
1: we'll talk about that when we finally do high repo boys but i mean yeah that was the thing is it took a while I mean, yeah when it went off it went off and i was along for the ride but that ride took a long time to get started like a third of the book
0: yeah. Uh who's your who, well b- before we move on, um let's 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 do a teaser. What was your who's your favorite character from, from that book so far? Uh I think Ziri. Ziri's a good character. Um the the Fantu, mm-hmm. that whole system does not make any sense. Um how how he is like an adopted person that's gonna adoption that. doesn't
1: make any sense.
0: Okay. That's uh I see what i claim from Pete.
1: Cool. Cool cool.
0: Yeah, that's why that's why I got a designer poodle. I'm hearing uh, the fans that's... made you Ooh, say all right. that all right. The fans made me say I'm that. The fans, fans made me say that threatened your life to make you say
1: that. Wow. There oh, is, I um... mean let, let let let's make sure everyone is on the same page here last week was not a bit it's 2023 fans kick rocks like just because we didn't mention that right up front that was not a joke this isn't a this this, this is this is a banshee's of Venus sheeran situation there's not we're not april fooling fans yeah kick
0: rocks yeah and you All might be year. saying you might be saying, listeners, "Oh no, I don't, I don't read High Republic, I don't listen to High Republic." Do we care? Hey, why don't you, while you're listening to this, go outside, go to like a gravel pit, <laughs> go get go get some gravel, and then why don't you put in your shoes and then go kick rocks? Kick
1: rocks. Uh, just want to make sure everyone is is aware that, that that is still in full effect. It is only January. It's going to be a long year. You may as well start kicking rocks now.
0: For you. For you, listeners. Yeah. It's going for to be us, a long year.
1: It's going to be the most rejuvenating and relaxing year of our freaking lives, because we're finally speaking our truth. Fans kick yeah. rocks.
0: So, kick rocks. Well, let's get into it. Um <laughs> We are covering... This is Echo Boys. We're covering Season 2, Episode 3, which is... Loneliest Solita- the Loneliest oh. Clone. The, the Loneliest Clone. I'm actually going to... I am... Um, make this On uh, social media account. You'll have to take a look. Um, uh so, all right. Well, then. That's fine. I kept thinking back to the the cafeteria scenes mm-hmm. and how you know he's so lonely yeah he, he didn't have any way to sit with and then i thought about that first episode where you know they they had that food fight and um i haven't taken a look back of like if they show what he's like what his facial expressions are i assume that the crosshairs is just like you know, disgusted the entire time. Mm-hmm. But um, they're doing an all right job of like showing the loneliness that's starting to set in for him. Yeah.
1: I crosshairs though, man. Okay. First off, this is an incredible episode. When crosshairs shows up in that office and he finally opens his mouth, I was like, oh, right. He sounds like that. Like I know how he sounds, but it's been a minute. And it's one of those things where, like, I've probably used this example before, but you hear somebody do like an impression of Jimmy Stewart, and then you're like, oh, haha. Uh. And then you watch like Anatomy of a Murder, and Jimmy Stewart shows up and starts talking, and you go, oh, right, he actually, that's what he sounds like. Like uh, Dee Bradley Baker really leaning into that voice of, like, I'm a human snake.
0: Yeah. I mean it it shows the range that he has for sure. Um but it definitely remem- I mean last week I couldn't even re- remember Crosshairs it had been so long since we had watched the show. Yeah. And it talked about it and we are due for a Crosshairs episode and boy did it deliver.
1: Oh yeah, I'm glad they didn't yeah. make us wait too long too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this was I really like the theme for what they're doing with this, this season, too. I don't know if they're going to continue it, but it's kind of the... We're going to touch on what happened... You know, episode three, New Hope. Um, after, you know, Grievous gets wiped out, the war is over, Empire starts, we have no idea what happens to um, the Separatists. Yeah. And last week we had Serenno and Dooku's um, castle and what happened there. And now we're having a a random planet, Desix, which was an awesome setting. Mm Mm-hmm. And made zero sense. Like, do they need those helmets to breathe? Why do they they all... They need them to look cool, duh. Okay, so that's awesome. And showing... I mean, this is... We don't know what the significance of this planet is. They haven't really explained that. Oh, uh, uh, well, I don't...
1: it's Lux's mom's friend. That's the significance. Now,
0: Duh. Do you think she's... Is she in the Lux Lux's mom's episodes? I'm really curious. Um oh, I, I mean, have the, no idea. She, might, she actually might be. Maybe. I, I don't
1: remember Lux's mom having a buddy that was an entity at all. Because Lux's mom was usually, like, with Padme. I feel like.
0: Right, but there were there were other separatist senators in that episode. It wasn't just Padme and Lux's mom.
1: Yeah, but did they have, like, speaking parts and a name? No, no, a no design I don't know that if they... they... would carry them over, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious. It was, I mean, it was cool. Um, I love that helmet that yeah, she was... Yeah, it looked that, awesome. Yeah, that she was wearing. But it is... I mean, it's it's an awesome episode that kind of explains what's happening with the clones and what they're doing. It, it shows what's happening to separatist worlds. And it talks to just the brutality that's happening. I mean, it had just classic, like, this is what colonizers do. This is what happens to colonizers. Even if you show them... Like any sign of weakness, they'll just like trample all over you, which is what ends up happening. But yeah, I was um, I mean, I I wasn't as I mean, I was positive in the last ep, in the last in the first episodes of the season. But I wasn't like, these are not episodes I'm going to rewatch this one. However, I could certainly see myself rewatching this one multiple times for sure. Yeah,
1: I think we did. Fairly early on in the pod. Probably early enough that you can't get the episode anymore. Because I think our hosting site only has like the last, I don't know, 50 or 100 or a million or whatever. And we've obviously done a bunch. No thanks to you freaking fans and kick rocks. Uh, We did like a primer episode of like, if you're just getting into Star Wars animation, here are some sort of standalone episodes you can watch that give you a vibe for it. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, there's like rookies we probably had on there. And there's that episode of Rebels where uh, Zeb and Callus get trapped on planet together. There's like recommendations like that. And I mean, this one immediately, like if I was going to point someone to the world of Star Wars animation, like this is a new classic in my mind of it's, it's kind of a one and done type thing. You don't need to know too much about the show or the time it's at it. Like you can just kind of tune in, get the vibe and see just the absolute excellence in animation that they are doing now, I mean, it's it's staggering. That it's, it's like continually, I am impressed by Star Wars animation. I mean, I remember the later days of the Clone Wars, like season five of the Clone Wars. All of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, they have leveled up so much. This looks incredible. And with with frightening regularity, they're doing that again and again. I mean, I remember the first season, of Bad you being like, wow. And that last season closed, wow. And then this episode. Oh, man, this animation is so good. Like, I just want a coffee table book of all the establishing shots in this episode because they just look gorgeous. Uh, Yeah, I think this is definitely a new classic for the for the genre or the medium of Star Wars animation.
0: Well, it also is one of those things where when you watch it, you're like, I would play this as a video game.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because I think once again Kevin Kiner killing it on the music. I thought the music throughout was excellent, but I also thought that the music throughout had very much a like Call of Duty load screen kind of vibe.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. Well, I... it, it it was like a Call of Duty episode for like yeah. two thirds of it. It was like, you know, our our heli our heli uh, just crashed. We have no support. Half the team's gone. Yeah. I've I've, I've gone on with less. Have <laughs> you? Have you? The, I mean, we know that Crosshair certainly has, but in Call of Duty, I mean, in Battle, you don't really go forward. You just kind of, like, get reinforcements.
1: Yeah. And speaking of, the Call of Duty of it all, I do think, like, this was a particularly dark episode, I feel like, on a number of levels. Like, it was thematically dark, in a way, that I don't know that Star Wars animation has necessarily gone into. There's some stuff with Maul and Clone Wars that is, like, scary. Uh, But this was, this was, like, dark. Again, thematically dark. Politically, I guess, kind of dark. And then on top of that, you have, there's, like, a lot of gunplay in this episode. and I'm sure we've talked about it before with Crosshairs, but there is a sort of fetishization of Guns associated that, with that character that I don't think we've gotten in Star Wars previously, and kind of the combination of those two things does make me think like, oh, is this the like least appropriate episode of Star Wars animation for a kid?
0: Well, this this is also a recognition that remember we're, this this is a show that is I mean it's for everybody, but. If this show was playing two, three years ago, you and I would be watching it on that horrid Disney XD oh, app gosh. where where all the commercials are like for Fisher Price toys and yeah, yeah. <laughs> other other Disney ah, shows.
1: Was, I, I'm surprised our brains survived those ads. That was yeah. a lot of
0: stimulus. <laughs> but kids like the like, they play Fortnite. They play Call of Duty. Oh, so, for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like that, that stuff isn't out there. But specifically from Star Wars, I mean, I was just kind of trying to think. Obviously, lightsabers are cool, and there's always been guns in Star Wars. But the sniper of it all really does kind of set it up for like, wow, look at this trick shot he did. And sort of like the emphasis on headshots and clean oh. kills and stuff is, is oh, something okay. that... That's not something we've seen as start like a gun being that big a deal. There's a little bit with like Chewie's bowcaster in the force awakens. They kind of had that bit where it was like super powerful. Right. But other than that, I mean, you can, I can picture, I know what Boba Fett's gun looks like. I know what Han Solo's gun looks like, but there's never like uh, a huge amount of emphasis placed on the skill set of shooting a gun uh, that this episode I felt like really had I mean because even, even we've had episodes that's all clones before uh, but it never felt quite as Call of Duty like we said as as this episode and again this I great episode it's just an observation that I found myself having is like oh this is because this is again I was trying to think like did Clone Wars ever get this dark where we're essentially doing like political assassinations. Because there's violence in Clone Wars for sure. Ahsoka decapitates I think five people at once is her record. And then you have Darth Well, I always remember there's a line where Darth Maul goes, slaughter of the innocents. I'm just like, oh my god. But this one was uh, like the grit of it made it a little darker seeming, I guess.
0: But I mean, I'm sure well, kid that... is just
1: like, whoa, this is crazy. But...
0: Well, the thing I was going to add to that, too, is, like, <clears throat> the the droids bring them into a killing field. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally lure them in to a stairwell that's open with multiple levels above it.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they drop uh, droid techas on them. So it's also, like... Oh, yeah. I felt it was kind of even darker than Umbara, which the whole point of Umbara was like... You know Jedi... what? That
1: might be the one. Umbara was pretty dark.
0: Yeah. And I would say this is probably darker than that.
1: Actually, I don't know. You might have... You might have... You might have clinched it, though. The the end... The, that last episode of Umbara is... That one's a lot. That one's a lot. That was pretty dark. That That might give this a run for its money. But the specificity of this one, and the intimacy of this one, the smaller scale of this one does make it. I think maybe, yeah. So I guess it, it, it's it's done some dark stuff before for sure. Again, not a complaint, not a complaint. Just an observation. I I, I couldn't help uh, having occur to me. Yeah, that was a that was. I got to watch him bar again.
0: Yeah, I um. I mean, that's one of the best arcs.
1: Absolutely. My, and another one of those arcs where it's just like, wow, the animation has hit a new high. Uh, speaking of the droidica though, and them rolling in and stuff in that in that kill zone. Sound design in this episode was insane. Like on top of the animation leveling up, the sound design was so good. Like the droidica rolling in, they the way they did it just had this like real sinister vibe. Like you could feel the the clone's hearts are sinking a little bit and be like, oh, we're in for it. This is not good. And then there was also a lot of, like, room tone in this episode. I guess because the planet was so windy and, like, had to brace for the elements. So outside, there was a lot of wind and that whole kind of vibe. But then in the rooms, even, that they would enter, there was sort of, like, a David Lynch-style room tone every now and again, which I thought was an excellent addition to the whole... The whole vibe of it. I mean, yeah, anime, this is, you know, they just keep setting new high watermarks for animation with these shows. And the, the sound design and the animation just, it puts you in it, man. I mean, I remember seeing the first trailer for the Clone Wars movie and like, you know, like, and being like, I don't know, 14 or 15, being like, this looks dumb and for kids. And now it's just such a part of the aesthetic of Star Wars to me. And it's it's like similarly iconic, and yeah, they're they're killing it. They're killing it. They keep finding new ways to improve.
0: Yeah, I I, I didn't even I'll, when I when I rewatch, I'll have to try and notice the, the thrown into it. Yeah, um, yeah, because it really I, made me breathe. I the the scene that I I, I think about how much they've improved immensely which is all of them basically but like that stairwell scene yeah where the it's very tight shots it all seems realistic in terms of where the um oh my gosh what are those droids called the ninja droids
1: oh the commando droids
0: the commando droids they're where they're going you know the the struggle that's happening Great as companies. they're just as they're moving up and up and up I think we've seen those um, reflector tiles before, right?
1: I don't know, they're... but I've got the fans out here saying, "Yes, that is how geometry works, and all of the math adds up, and that geometry is working perfect." And I mean, I'm saying, I love this episode, fans. You can kick rocks all the way to the geometry's cool.
0: Oh, you're you're gonna geometry fans? Oh, cool! Why don't you take your report card and then um, just pour some rocks on it, hey, and then go kick um... it. get.
1: Can you take the square root of kicking rocks all the way to freaking quarry and then kicking rocks all the way home?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, were you surprised at all with not that, you know, Crosshairs and Cody um, were the only two clones that made up the stairs and then somehow a bunch of clones end up showing up, but Cody talks down. Um, Tawny Ames, which this this was her first appearance. So this is a a character they created for this episode. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised that she ended up dying and that Crosshairs was the one that ended up making the shot?
1: No, because as soon as that character showed up, I thought, wow, what a cool helmet. It's too bad this character is definitely going to be dead by the end of the episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was I guess I I was surprised or intrigued by Cody's sort of friend of the pod, Money Man Commander Cody uh, his insistence on a peaceful resolution and I it's very compelling storytelling but I'm like I don't remember you ever doing this in the Clone War but it does speak to like yeah maybe he formally wasn't trying to actively seek peaceful resolutions but then A he wasn't in charge and B he had to like Kill someone that he presumably didn't have any ill will towards, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which, does he think he killed Obi-Wan Kenobi or not at this point? I don't know. Um, So, I mean, I believe that an experience like that could change a person. And, I, yeah, I, I was surprised at his insistence on a peaceful resolution a little bit. I mean, I liked it, again. It, I did find it compelling, but... I think that does speak to maybe some change. Like, would Commander Cody be insistent on a peaceful resolution if he had, like, that horrible spider general from the Clone Wars at gunpoint?
0: Well, something... Well, I, I was about to say... He... I For some reason, I thought that he was in the 501st, which doesn't make sense. Right, he was in, yeah, the was 80
1: something or 300-somethings. Mm-hmm.
0: Because the 501st... Basically, got wiped out. Um, so all the five are we sure about that?
1: I know in Legends they continue on with Darth Vader and its Clone Wars. or in its 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 Stormtroopers.
0: Right, but isn't the five hundred first the battalion that's with Ahsoka when Order sixty six hits her? Half of them. Oh, okay.
1: I I believe because the five hundred first is definitely with Anakin hitting the temple.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. That's so, definitely
1: some of the 501st. So I think he gives her, like, a battalion of the squadron.
0: Okay. So there is still members of the 501st, but Cody's not in the 501st. No. Um, I don't he think is, Cody... Don't Cody Obi-Wan. certainly has the guilt of, like, shooting Obi-Wan. Because by the time of this episode, you know, Vader's Vader. Um, I'm sure that there's a... I think in the Obi-Wan show, there is like a Wanted ad for Obi Wan that they show maybe, so at this point they he probably knows he didn't kill Obi Wan.
1: Yeah, probably, probably. Um, and it is it is a I I trust the show to explore it further just because it seems like this is what we're getting into this season. But I I'm curious where the lines drawn between I mean you have the Kim and Owens telling Owen Kenobi in Episode Two that they're like. The clones are, like, bred for loyalty or whatever. And the whole good soldiers follow orders of it all. And Order 66 just, like, takes over their brain. But it also seems like maybe that's the only thing they had built in to take over their brain. And otherwise, these clones have pretty much free will. Like, there is no override where it's just like, okay, now they do everything we say. Which I guess makes sense because you want them to be able to function on their own because that's how you have... You know, effective military. I guess, like they can't just be sitting around waiting for orders and not do anything that you don't that you tell them to do. I guess, but
0: right. I'll and that's be how... curious
1: where the line is drawn. Like, yeah.
0: And that's why the you know he makes that comment of you know we're so much better than droids because we have that independent thinking that's that's thrown into that. I am yeah. honestly shocked at the direction they took Cody. Um, that they've already basically made him a wall. And they're gonna have him make some appearance. Now we know he's not in Rebels, so he's yeah, not but one that of... doesn't mean he's
1: not around, you know. Right, right, right. Cassie Andor not in Rebels.
0: Yeah, and we know. We know what happens there. But it'll be interesting. I mean, I think they're pretty much setting up a Cody Rex show up. Oh boy, uh, that would be. We'll...
1: That would be great.
0: Which would be really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I I really hope we see more of Cody this season. Um, I did have to, like, do an image search for him in live action and in Clone Wars to verify that he already had scars on his face.
0: Yeah, I presume. Because there's, he has,
1: has, there's like a little kind of half moon type of scar where I was like. Is that supposed to imply that a chip got taken out or something? But that was there, mm-hmm. so he's still, you know, presumably under the control of of that chip. But yeah, I, I really wanted to hear. I, w- I want to hear more of his take on Order Sixty Six and all that for sure.
0: I I definitely think. Uh, well, I'm, I'm. I'll make a prediction. In the trailer, there's the like Rex is like, "Hey, I have a mission for you." well mm-hmm. it, but the the he seems pretty cheery in that so, Well, so you I kind like of think
1: Rex would do it himself,
0: yeah, to put him into the ground for what he did <laughs> 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 oh yeah,
1: yeah i really hope I really hope Cody is a recurring presence that would be that would be good that'd be good i'm I'm definitely very intrigued. And I like you said that this episode and the last episode sort of thematically they're kind of following the separatists of it all. I do I I agree that it's it's very cool, very compelling. I like the idea, and this is this definitely speaks to like television versus movies. Like as far as the Empire taking over, like the cinematic moment in the Republic becoming the Empire is like day one. But in television, you have the opportunity to explore, like, day seven, you know, month one, where it's like the dust has settled, but there's still fallout. There's still wrangling loose ends and stuff like that. And this show is is kind of going into that. Like, taking all of Count Dooku's treasure is not the thing you do day one after the Empire takes over. But eventually that becomes, you know, addressing the clones and what to do with them, you don't do that day one. So it's it's cool that we're getting it's still like immediately after the empire takes over, but it's not like well I guess it's not immediately after you know it's it's right after immediately after, and it's proven these these episodes have proven that that's a very interesting time period.
0: Well, we're also seeing two things happening with the clones. One, you know, to crosshairs of rampart needs him dead. So mm-hmm. he's going to start sending him on missions that he really doesn't care if he makes it out of. Were you thinking Grandpa because... needs
1: Crosshair dead?
0: Yeah. Uh, because he needs... Because he, for some reason, killed that one commander because he needs um, the Bad Batch dead because that'll make him look bad. I guess is the reason he killed that commander in Episode 2. So Right. Pre- but so I took presume- that to
1: be because bad batch not necessarily crosshairs but those you know the renegade bad batch was reported dead so that's done so now he's like well I can't they can't come back because I already said I killed them I didn't take that to be true of crosshairs as well though I'm sure he'd be thrilled if crosshairs died I don't think he cares one way or the other I,
0: I think he I, th- I I think it's also still the case because you know how many rotations were you on that planet 32 rotations He's trying yep. to clear up loose ends. And then secondarily, not specific to crosshairs, is this is how they're wiping out the clones. Is you didn't see stormtroopers. You saw all of these clones that are getting sent. And at the end of the episode, they have that awesome, awesome yeah. shot oh, man. of that destroyer With great music in the atmosphere. So it's like, you're telling me that was there the whole time?
1: Good point. Good point. Good and point. you
0: didn't just throw so many soldiers? Yes. So I think this is a way of them showing of, you know, here's what's happening. Clones are dropping like flies because we are being thrown in as like a kill squad or we're being told to do X, Y, and Z things Yeah. because they, sh- when they're, you know, opening the doors and there's that child and the mother and that's really hitting Cody and yeah. I mean, enough to, for him to flee um, and go AWOL, presumably at the end of this episode. So. It's, it's those two it's those two combinations of clones seeing what they've done feeling that they're responsible for this and then on top of that this being the way they're not being made again right um, I'm curious if we'll see what Kamenones are left in you know the children clones if they're being like left to train or if they just got wiped out but uh, it's it's a it's a very cool way of them kind of showing these multiple themes that we're seeing throughout the season. Yeah. Um
1: now have you I'm trying to <laughs> bone up real quick, but have you on social media has anyone gone into what is written out on the battle memorial?
0: No, and um I I haven't I haven't done a deep dive on that because they're on Coruscant. Right. Right. Yeah. And um no, I, I have no idea. I will probably be taking a look at it. Apparently
1: Oh, apparently they already have shown it in the Clone Wars and it's a monument to the Battle of Geonosis. It's in the Clone Wars episode, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: We're 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 good at um this. And I'm hearing I'm seeing now on the on the live feed that uh, the fans are saying, you know, you should have known that. Uh, and I guess I'm saying, fans, you should know how to kick rocks. I have a freaking life.
0: And it's also like, fans, maybe instead of using that part of the brain for you to come after us, maybe you can, I don't know, take those rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day is coming. Maybe you can try not be alone. Oh my gosh, too mean, too me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can find a
1: freaking friend to kick rocks with and kick rocks back and forth, because that would be just as effective.
0: I wish that for you. No. Kick rocks with a friend. That's, that's The that's battle memorial
1: I... we know about, uh, I liked the name drop of the defense recruitment bill that they're talking about in the cafeteria, which again is, I guess, another part of the transition from clones to stormtroopers it's you know nice world building got there the last thing i had that i wanted to touch on is again high watermark for animation loving it loving it back in like clone wars days and even i think a little bit in rebels one of the animation things that i would always get it would always like pop to me a little bit was like running whenever characters were running it felt like maybe they weren't moving at the same speed that the world around them was going by or something. Like it didn't quite feel as organic as some of the other stuff in the animation. I think the current iteration of that is characters laying down in bed. Maybe it's just because it's just a slab, but mm-hmm. it always feels very like. It feels slightly less than <laughs> it feels slightly less than natural. Maybe it's just because it looks so uncomfortable to be laying down on a slab. But I'm always. Uh, it does sort of seem like they took a, a digital man and they put him on a digital rectangle and they're like, go.
0: And that, and you think they made a change, or you think that's how they look right now? I think that's how they look right now. Yeah, I. I mean, if we're if we're gonna start going after them, Uh-oh. I was also. I think there might be a fight in animation and merchandising. You look at that Foon. And I don't want to eat any of that food at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So mm-hmm. they got to make a change for that is, you know, him say, mm, and then and- boom, you start selling that Star Wars Galaxies Edge. Um, they didn't really do that. And it kind of shows that there isn't as much interconnectivity in Star Wars as you think, because they didn't <laughs> do that.
1: It's not all connected. And I'm seeing here, I'm getting uh, a communicate coming in over the wire that the fans are saying that actually looks fine. The laying down animation actually looks fine. That's how it looks like when the fans lay down. And I'm seeing the fans, if that's what it looks like when you lay down, maybe you need to go out there and get some exercise, maybe kick some rocks so you actually sleep better.
0: Yeah. And then once you um, turn around then and then also do some planks because your core work is trash.
1: Oh, just a disaster.
0: Yeah, you're a disaster, fans. <laughs> Except State for Rocks. my mom. Seems a little mean. <sighs> Seems a little mean. So, well, let's see what, fans, Let's see what next episode. Is. The most
1: togetherest clones. <laughs>
0: um, what is what what is what is the portal of clones? Sorry, what's the. You know, they like a flock of sheep. You have, uh, a, oh, you have yeah, a battalion. You have, you have a conclave of cardinals.
1: Murder of Crows.
0: Murder of Crows.
1: <laughs> a podcast of white guys.
0: <laughs> um, next week's episode is titled Faster. Wow. Yeah. That's gonna be an awesome episode.
1: Why don't they have a member of the Bad Batch who's very good at speed? That's what they should have. <laughs> Get
0: I think they're tech gonna find out of here. They're gonna find him, and then Omega's. They're they're gonna go to some facility, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is a weird clone." And Omega's like, "Oh, did I forget to remind you? You have another brother. His name is Woosh. His name is Woosh. He was enhanced for speed. Oh, oh boy! I that'd can't be so wait bad. for that guy. That'd be so bad. I can't wait for that guy. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, Podcast at gmail.com You can email us complaints, but... Have you checked I, our email? I have not. Yeah, me neither. I'm just gonna... If you do email us with a complaint, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna Google pictures of rocks and attach it, resend. So, if you want that kick rocks
1: and i'm hearing some fans are trying to meet us halfway and say well what if we just print out a picture of a rock and we ball up the paper we kick that yeah i told you kick rocks not kick paper so kick rocks kick rocks 2023